हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट चैप्टर वन कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन व्हाई एंड हाउ एंड आवर टॉपिक इज हाउ वाज द इंडियन कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन मेड लेट अस फाइंड आउट हाउ द इंडियन कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन वाज मेड फॉर्मली द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन वाज मेड बाय द कॉन्स्टिट्यूएंट असेंबली which had been elected for undivided india it held its first sitting on 9 december 1946 and reassembled as constituent assembly for divided india on 14 august 1947 its members were elected by indirect election by the members of the provincial legislative assemblies that had been established in 1935 the constituent assembly was composed roughly along the lines suggested by the plan proposed by the committee of the british cabinet known as the cabinet mission according to this plan each province and each princely state or group of states were allotted seats proportional to their respective population roughly in the ratio of 1 to 10 lakh as a result the provinces that were under direct british rule were to elect 292 members while the princely states were allotted a minimum of 93 seats The seats in each province were distributed among the three main communities Muslim Sikh and general in proportion to their respective populations member of each community in the provincial legislative assembly elected their own representatives by the method of proportional representation with a single transferable vote The method of selection in the case of representatives of princely states was to be determined by consultation. The previous section discusses the three factors that make a constitution effective and respectable. How far does the Indian constitution pass this test? Now let us discuss the topic composition of the constituent assembly. As a consequence of the partition under the plan of 3rd June 1947 those members who were elected from the territories which fell under Pakistan ceased to be members of the constituent assembly. the numbers in the assembly were reduced to 299 of which 284 were actually present on 26 november 1949 and apprehended their signature to the constitution as finally passed the constitution was thus framed against the backdrop of the hirondus violence that the partition unleashed on the subcontinent but it is a tribute to the fortitude of 
the farmers that they were not only able to draft a constitution under immense pressure but also learned the right lesson from the unimmeasurable violence that accompanied partition the constitution was committed to a new conception of citizenship where not only would minorities be secure but religious identity would have no bearing on citizenship right but this account for the composition of the constituent assembly that drafted the constitution touches upon only the surface of how our constitution was made although the members of the assembly were not elected by the universal suffrage there was a serious attempt to make the assembly a representative body members of all religions were given representation under the scheme described above in addition the assembly had 26 members from what were then known as the scheduled castes in terms of political parties the congress dominated the assembly occupying as many as 82% of the seats in the assembly after the partition the congress itself was such a diverse party that it managed to accommodate almost all shades of the opinion within it now let us move to the point the principle of deliberation the authority of the constituent assembly does not come only from the fact that it was broadly though not perfectly representative it comes from the procedures it adopted to frame the constitution and the values its members brought to their deliberations while in any assembly that claims to be representative it is desirable that diverse section of society participate it is equally important that they participate not only as representatives of their own identity or community each member deliberated upon the constitution with the interest of the whole nation in mind there were often disagreements among members but few of these disagreements could be traced to members protecting their own interests there were legitimate differences of principle and the differences were man- many should india adopt a centralized or decentralized system of government what should be the relations between the states and center what should be the powers of the judiciary should the constitution protect property rights almost every issue that lies at the foundation of the modern state was discussed with great sophistication only one provision of the constitution was passed without virtually any debate the introduction of universal suffrage 
meaning that all citizens reaching a certain age would be entitled to be voters irrespective of religion, caste, education, gender or income. So, while the members felt no need at all to discuss the issue of who should be the right to vote, every other matter was seriously discussed and debated. Nothing can be better testament to the democratic commitment of this assembly. The constitution drew its authority from the fact that the members of the constituent assembly engaged in what one might call public reason. The members of the assembly placed a great emphasis on discussion and reasoned argument. They did not simply advance their own interest but gave principled reason to other members for their positions. The very act of giving reasons to others makes you move away from simply a narrow consideration of your own interest because you have to give reasons to others to make them go along with your viewpoint. The voluminous debates in the Constituent Assembly, where each clause of the Constitution was subjected to scrutiny and debate, is a tribute to public reason at its best. These debates deserved to be memorized as one of the most significant chapters in the history of Constitution making. Equal in importance to the French and American Revolution. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.